All right, text for today, James chapter four, verses one through six. James four, one through six. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something you don't get. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So today I want to focus on verse four. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So what's it mean to be a friend of the world? Does it look like this? I mean, they're just buddies, right? It looks like they could go in the backyard and play ball with the world. Um, is that what it means? No. So what does it mean when Scripture says that we're not supposed to be friends with the world? It means this. It means that we are not to align ourselves. Well, when you are a friend of the world, you align yourselves with the world's view, not God's. To align yourself with the world's view and not God's. So there's some different ways that we do this. I thought of four, as I was preparing for this, of different ways that Christians can tend to buy into what the world teaches instead of what Scripture teaches. Sometimes we believe that we can't change, that our struggles will always be the same. There are times that we believe that our security is found in the health of our finances. Our security is found in the health of our finances. That God only expects us to dedicate two to three hours to him a month. And for non-believers, even if he exists. And that sex outside of marriage is understandable and okay. These are things that the world believes that sometimes we as Christians buy into and believe as well. So again, James chapter 4 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So if we're not supposed to be friends with the world, who are we supposed to be friends with? Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. you guys ever seen that video before? Dear Lord, I was going through scripture and I was like, oh my gosh, 
This is probably the only chance I can ever show that video in a sermon. So the other reason I wanted to show that was, did anyone think that was a really good song? Praise God that we have had Mark for the last 15 years. to lead us in excellent and awesome worship and not like, and how about those colors, right? All right, if you wanna see the whole song, just go look up Jesus is a friend of mine. I didn't wanna put you all through it. All right, so clearly we are supposed to be friends with Jesus. What does scripture say about being friends with Jesus? Go to John chapter 15, verse 12. That's where we'll start. John 15, starting at verse 12. Jesus is speaking. This is during the Last Supper. He says, "My my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. We are Jesus' friends if we do what he commands. Do we always do what he commands? No. Does he love us still? Does he still call us to do everything he commands? Yes. We show Jesus how much we love him by obeying his commands. Verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. So Jesus wants us to do a couple things. Love one another and love him so much that we obey his commands. Now, what happens when we live that out? What happens when by his Holy Spirit, we are transformed and changed to love others well and to follow his commands? Verse 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. So when we are friends with Jesus, when we obey and live out his commands, the world will hate us. Does anyone in here feel hated by the world? I think sometimes we do. I think there's times when we recognize that there's brothers and sisters in Christ who are living out their faith and are being persecuted in really horrible ways. But I think a lot of times we ourselves don't feel hated by the world. I gotta be honest, I feel pretty comfortable in my life. I don't, I don't walk down the street and have people spit at me. I don't have people try to kick my kids. My life is pretty easy. So as I often tend to do, I think about different questions on a continuum because there's nothing that is clearly black and white typically. There's plenty of stuff where there's gray areas. So if we are a friend of the world, 
that means we are an enemy of God. And if on the flip side, we are a friend of God, then we are hated by the world. And I would say that most of us generally probably find ourselves somewhere in the middle, where we obviously aren't a huge friend of the world. We want to walk with, serve, and love Jesus. But at the same time, we're not so much a friend of God that we're hated by the world. So probably, if we were honest, most of the time, if we ranked ourselves, we'd be somewhere in the middle. And I think that's a lot to just do with we're comfortable. America helps us live comfortably. It's easy to be a Christian here. We're not persecuted like other places. So as I was thinking about that, I thought, what? so what does God think about people who are in the middle? Go to Revelation. Chapter 3. 15 to 16. Revelation 3, verses 15 to 16. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. God wants us to be all in. And often... We don't live that way. Often, I think we easily fall into loving Jesus, wearing that kind of label as a Christian, and being comfortable. And Jesus says, you're, you're living lukewarmly. Stop loving the world so much and love me more. So if we are not supposed to be friends with the world. We're supposed to love the world, but we're not supposed to be friends with the world. We're supposed to be friends with Jesus. What is our relationship with the world supposed to look like? We're supposed to be ambassadors. An ambassador is an official person from country A, country of origin, that now lives in country B and represents country A. I think... A great example of an ambassador from heaven would be Jesus. He came from heaven, lived amongst us, showed us the way, died for us, and now is back in heaven helping us by his Holy Spirit and his word live as ambassadors for him. Our relationship with the world shouldn't be buddy-buddy like that kid. And we also, I don't think, want to be ambassadors who are corny. Um... The song about Jesus is my friend is fun, but if we want to endear non-believers to ourselves, I don't think that's the best method. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting at verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This is what it means to be an ambassador. First off, in 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. God lives inside of us and has made us new. And we can live differently depending on him. We can bear fruit for him. We can look different than the world. And that's what he wants us to look like. We are a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ 
and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God wants us to be ambassadors, and that is not easy, and that is not always joyful. But by God's power, we can live not as friends of the world, but so in love with Jesus that we are ambassadors to those who are lost. So let's get out of our comfort zones. Let's not just love the Christians around us. Let's intentionally try to go where God wants us to be and have conversations with people who don't know him so we truly serve as ambassadors. And I'm saying this just as much to me as I am to anyone else in here because in my job, who do I spend 97% of my time with? Christians. God wants us to know those outside these walls and love them. Let's do that. Amen.